Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. What's up, honey? I'm Sadisimon. For years, I was looking for a spiritual sanctuary, but never felt like I fit into the wellness space. I was so turned off by the idea that I had to fit into what spirituality should look like or should sound like, I carved out a niche of my own. By embracing my spiritual sassy nature, I became an embodied permission slip to allow others to do the same. Spiritually sass is owning where you fall on the many spectrums of life, living in the complex gray areas between normal and nonconformist. Whether you identify as plain vanilla or sparkly rainbow gelato, my community welcomes and celebrates you in all your delicious potential. This podcast is for people longing for an avant-garde awakening. On the Spiritually Sassy Show, we're going to explore and celebrate what it means to show up in your full power, feeling fabulous, looking fabulous, and making a fabulous impact together. One guest at a time, we're revolutionizing and redefining what it means to be spiritual in today's modern world. This episode is brought to you by the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. As I graduate myself, the health coaching certification has been a huge ally for me to be where I'm at today. Are you curious to learn more or thinking of kicking off a new chapter in your career? Head over to the show notes and click the link to get a delicious, massive discount of $2,000 off of your tuition when you pay in full or $1,500 off if you use a payment plan. And my love, don't forget, you have to use my name as a referral to get this epic discount. And just in case you forgot, my name is Sa Di Simone. Oh my fucking goodness, you guys. Welcome back to a new episode of the Spiritually Sassy Show. I'm here today with a friend, with someone who I've been so inspired by, quietly like admiring and loving and just so moved each and every single time I was in Nikki's present, presence. Uh, Nikki Morissette, a.k.a. Venika, um, is a yoga and meditation teacher, a musician, an actress based in Los Angeles, but we met in New York, honey. Yes. Um Nikki Morissette is a lifelong singer and performer. Venika uh, blends tools and wisdom acquired for a life on the stage with practices that can be a vector for healing. She loves helping individuals find freedom in their bodies and authentic expression. As a member of the Brooklyn band Great Caesar, Venika has toured the country sharing the stage with diverse acts from Indigo Girls to Alan Stone. As Venika, her latest musical project is a soulful exploration of heartbreak, authenticity, and 
resilience. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you. <laughs> it's such an honor to have you on the show. You know, you've always moved. I was one of the hundreds uh, of, of even thousands of people at this point that you helped to activate our voices, to feel okay, to you know, hear our voices in a, in a way that we haven't really heard, that we don't actually like explore that part of our voice in front of other mm. people. We kind of keep that for the shower or the closed rooms. But you're right. always like, honey, go, let's go. So we met at MediClub. Yes. You know? <sighs> yeah. Wow. Ages ago, a different life ago. I know. And you would always lead the vocal um, exploration. I mean, you speak to it. Please let yeah. us know. So, yeah, we met at MediClub and we had started doing, well, MediClub has always had music. That's, That's part right. of its whole thing. That's but, right. Um, we started having this moment where we would activate people's voices all together. So mm -hmm. maybe we heard music and mm -hmm. then it was like a chance to get people to like, no, you, you make music too. Yeah, and yeah. So me and my best friend wrote a song that kind of became the MediClub theme song. Oh and God. we would get everyone to sing it every time. <laughs> and yeah, um, holy fuck, that's the song. Yeah, <gasps> here and now my soul remembers. Oh, this is waking up. Oh my God, can you give it to us real quick? Oh, right now? <gasps> yes, just for yes. a moment. Oh my God. Here and now my soul remembers. Oh. This is waking up. That, that's a little. Oh my God. Full gag. <laughs> I'm like, yes, honey. Thank you for blessing our entire audience with that. Even oh, like yeah. hearing it, I'm like. <sighs> and then we would break everybody up into parts and sections. And yeah. You know, I haven't thought about that in a while. If, like I said, it feels like another life, but. Yeah. It, that was a really powerful place to activate people and just to, to see again, like, yeah, people hearing their voices. It's such a powerful thing yeah, to witness. That's right. And we're going to dive into this in the podcast. But first question that I ask every guest is, who are you right now? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Oh God. Yes, honey. Yes. Right now, like today. Like right in this moment. In yes. this moment. Yeah. I am. I am a person who's becoming period. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's it this is why i asked that question that's why exactly i don't i i i used to wish and i still wish on occasion mm. that i could have a really neat answer to that that's right and also really neat evidence in the world of like yeah you've seen my this so you know mm -hmm. who i am mm -hmm. but now i'm really discovering that yeah that is constantly changing constantly evolving mm -hmm. and i'm inviting in new information That's that right. changes that and yeah i i think we all i appreciate the question because i think we all deserve to yeah to show up how we are in a particular moment so i'm becoming i'm, I'm we'll, we'll see what it is i love this we'll see what it is <laughs> i love that that's such a uh, a, a, a a very poetic answer you know also like extremely philosophical there's so many ways to approach this i love that 
how would you describe your work? Because I think of you as a healing artist, mm. you know, someone who merges their work on stage, their work with music, their work as a spiritual teacher with meditation, with yoga. And then just before we, we got on to start recording, you're telling me about the Course in Miracles. Um, <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> you know, and it's, it's all like, these are all aspects of a healing artist. You know, these are all aspects of a of of what I see in you and your the entire uh, spectrum of, that you help people, and that is so divine. Yeah, I I see it in two ways, and I I've been resisting the two ways coming together. But first, I'll say what the two ways are. But okay, good. Uh. For my for for me, all of the things I do creatively as a songwriter, as a singer, as an actress are about creating spaces for me to say things that, that I mean, it, it's really this simple, that my teenage younger self that like survived life could not say or could not do, didn't have the space to do. Mm. And a lot of that stuff is, I actually have a name for that part of me and I, I call her, am I going to say this right now? Yes, please. <laughs> but I call her Petula. Petula. Yeah, because I think of that part of me as like a petulant teenager, like who is slamming doors and who is crying over every heartbreak and is cursing people out and is like, and th these are ways I have never shown up in life, in, in real life, and I never felt a right to. But there is a part of every person that needs to feel things and I, I have spent so much of my life cut off from feeling mm. and so artistic expression was a way to uh, mm. safely say these feelings or if I could write a song and put it into a song then it's in the song and the this other part of my life mm. though I love this mm. yeah mm. this other part has been my whole life healing like even even before I fully understood what was broken or what was in need of healing I've I feel like I arrived on the planet with a zing how do we heal this and so I uh I've always been attracted to like what is the lesson in this like table what is the lesson <laughs> and and feel like my mm -hmm. I feel like a teacher at, as my primary like spiritual gift like mm -hmm. even if I wasn't a teacher I would find a way like if I was a mechanic I would be the one that was like here this is how you do this isn't it cool how this works together yeah and so I've I've always been a a teacher but that part of me sometimes has hidden the part of me that just gets to feel and experience mm. because if I can if I understand that there's a lesson to be derived from it part of my a young part of myself feels like well what's the need in feeling the feelings that are there if I can just get right to the lesson mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes any sense complete sense yeah mm -hmm. and it's like I'll just I'll bypass that altogether and get into the place of like performing the mm -hmm. healing around mm -hmm. it you and can intellectualize it versus actualizing it yes mm. and because there is a a messiness involved with being a person that I think mm -hmm. uh I'm 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 now in a position where I really want to welcome and highlight that. And so what that means is so now there's like competing aspects or or 
there's a part of me that feels they're competing. There's mm-hmm. the part that's like, I just want to feel I I'm you're finally an adult now, Nikki. This is the part of me talking to me. And like <laughs> you, you can have, you can take up space in new ways, like just feel. And then there's this other part of me that's like, no, don't feel because this is how you can heal from the feeling. And mm-hmm. so I'm, I, I I also have a story that might not be a real story. Mm-hmm. That might not be the truth. Mm-hmm. But I have a story that I think it's better when my healer teacher people are one thing and my artist people are another thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't want my actors trying to teach me something. Mm-hmm. But I've been having a lot of conversations lately, one with my therapist and just with a few other people that in this like Aquarian age, in this new age, people are becoming many things at once and there there isn't this version of things where you've got to either be this you've got to either be like having all your shit together and a spiritual teacher and able to talk about stuff Mm -hmm. or you're an artist who's like strung out on something and doesn't know how to get your shit together Mm -hmm. and everyone relates to your music because because you're broken Mm -hmm. there's that there's this new there's a, a middle way that's kind of like we're just people doing things and yeah i can teach and also I can communicate the truth about what it's like to be human. Mm. And so I'm trying to navigate that. Mm. And that's so delicious. Keep going. Yeah. I'm like, Oh my God, <laughs> I haven't heard it articulated from someone who's actually on stage. And that's so beautiful because I'm on the other side, constantly telling my students this, you know, but to hear you who's on the other side, who's actually living that out. It's so incredible. Yeah. Oh. It's, yeah, it's it's interesting that I'm speaking about it so uh, just like clearly because it's been a whole jumble that's in, right, in that's my right. brain and my experience. But the challenge for me now, as I see it, is that the part of me that is is that teen part or the uh, actually the kid part that's learning how to be in the world. I feel that that part still wants more space. Mm-hmm. And that sometimes this other, the, the, the part of me that knows how to behave myself, mm-hmm. that can just like smile and be nice and be mm-hmm. exactly what is needed for the situation. That's often, I, I hate to admit it, but that's often, that, that, that's the energy behind the student that can sit and study for hours and then teach. That, and there's a part of me, if I'm being really honest, yes, that please. wants to let that part go away a little mm-hmm. bit like what if you what if you weren't studying mm-hmm. what if you what if you had a breakdown that you didn't have to while you're having the breakdown figure out how am I going to teach about this mm-hmm. and there's a part of me that's always devoted to like okay what is it and so mm-hmm. I, I I can f- not that I'm you know trying to have a breakdown <laughs> but I'm trying to I, I can just feel that there is a part of me that's mm-hmm. like you were trained and mm-hmm. i was trained from a really young age to have my shit together and That's to right. not uh you know people around me could be falling apart but i needed to like be together and mm-hmm. there's a part of me that's just like what is it like to just not mm-hmm. and not have the answer mm-hmm. and uh not make people feel uh great mm-hmm. <laughs> and what led you to that space so, like to pr- to have this coherent act 
you know, out into the world to preserve this consistent act that like everything is okay, that I'm okay. Like what led you? Was it mom? Was it dad? Was it like growing up? I mean, I don't know your backstory in that space. Is that okay to uh, to yeah, share that yeah, yeah. a little bit? And uh, I mean, whoo, <laughs> it's, I'm still getting accustomed to the part of life where it's like I can be a person and have reflect on my experience and not be concerned about how it might reflect on the other people who That's are right. involved with it. That's like right. I get to have a story. So yeah. it's still, it's still awkward to go into, but yeah, mm-hmm. my, w- the, I've got a lot of abuse in my background mm-hmm. just to get right to the point and That's right, right to That's the right. That's right. You're liberating meaning. all people that are listening, by the way, by giving mm-hmm. us permission to, to rewrite the story and tell our stories. Yeah. And such a big part of your work is accessing, is reminding us of the power of our voice. When we have voice, we are reclaiming our stories, right? Yes. So, by please, yeah. let, like, ooh, spill it, honey. Spill We're here. Beans. Yes. Well, my grandmother, who passed away in July, actually, um, she was an abuser. Mm-hmm. And it's a, a a really interesting thing to, to love someone mm-hmm. who that is the truth of who they are, who they are but mm-hmm. that is the dynamic set up in my family Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and at some point through events that i don't wholly understand um because i was a child when they happened but um that abusive setting led me and my brothers to foster care and in my foster care home i was sexually abused and my brothers were in a different foster care home and they were (laughs) like they they had just a terrible time of all kinds of crazy uh, things. And I feel like I feel a little weird about telling their story, but um, mm-hmm. the one of the challenges though, is that we did get out of foster care. And when we came back into that same setting, this whole thing had been set up where I was aware. So my, my grandmother was extremely abusive to my brothers and, um, and, and to, to my mother and was very favorited me. Some of it had to do with my skin color. My, mm-hmm. my brothers are dark mm-hmm. and uh, my grandmother is a mixed race woman mm-hmm. and has issues with black skin like just all kinds of things and so she she really mistreated them and when I came home uh I had an understanding I've always had a like a really heightened understanding of justice and I had an understanding like she's been mistreating them and I'm getting uh this favorable treatment and she would do things like uh deprive them of food and force me to eat their food she would make them like stand in corners for hours and say if you were good like Nikki then you would be able to play. And I didn't understand at the time that that was, I knew that, I knew abuse was happening around me, but I didn't understand that abuse was happening to me by making me believe that that's what love is like. This, mm. this is, this is, that was my understanding of mm. love. And so after foster care, mm-hmm. when my brothers came mm-hmm. home, pardon, mm-hmm. it's okay. I, yeah. um, I realized, or I was told actually, like your brothers have had a hard time in foster care. And I, because of everything I'd been through, kept my abuse secret. I, d- I even kept it secret for myself for years. Um, and the, oh the abuse that I experienced in foster care. That's and, right. And so, when they came home, everything became about like, you know, how 
how blessed my experience was in comparison to them. And like, and I'm, I'm the oldest child. Can we, how can we accommodate? How can Nikki, you understand, right? Like, mm-hmm. you okay. So let me just say, this is so, this is so, I can't believe I'm talking about this. Did not expect to go into this. I'm right. so glad you are. We are so <laughs> grateful. And this also happens, always happens in this podcast where people are like, opening up to different parts of themselves <laughs> like, that they haven't before. Yeah. Um, it's, it's truly an honor to be able to like hold space for you in this way and like yeah. listen and, and, and just to reiterate what we, what I said earlier, but like you being able to tell your story, vulnerable story from an empowered place. You're not telling from a victim place. You're not telling from a disempowered place. You're telling from a place of empowerment. You're helping everybody else who's listening to do the same, Yeah. to really, you know, transform the, their, 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 victimhood into the fucking victor yeah. and and transform their pain into poetry in your case literally do that on stages singing it <laughs> dancing it acting it out and teaching your students you know yeah. so like i just also want to emphasize that that's like <sighs> yeah thank you for yeah framing it in that yeah. way and it's you know even if you've not had that I mean, I haven't even gone into the details of all of that, but even if that's not been your story, we all encounter things that make us uh, or or kind of put us in a position where it's like easier to take on a smaller version of ourselves and not really be the full, like the glory that we were, Mm, I think that we're here to be. That's so beautiful, yeah. And so... Yeah, it just so happens for me that I've there's these kind of extreme examples. But one thing, though, mm-hmm. that I think really helped me keep the good girl, like, I just need to behave. I can't, I my pain can't compare it to anybody else's. Um, and, you know, I just need to behave myself was church. And the uh, Christianity, which I, you know, respect as a faith, as a practice. It's, I grew up in it. Mm-hmm, it was my mm-hmm. faith for a long time, but I really, it, it, in my understanding, in my experience, a lot of the doctrine really supported a, uh, well, w- was traumatizing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, I agree. Same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, and there are these messages of, first of all, about your body, just mm-hmm. you come in with shame mm-hmm. about your body. If you're born mm-hmm. into sin, it's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, I was born into sin and mm-hmm. I, I need mm-hmm. someone outside of me to have mercy mm-hmm. and uh, say that I'm okay. And then mm-hmm. I need to also hit all these tick marks mm-hmm. to be okay. Mm-hmm. And then what about the bad stuff that's happened? Like, mm-hmm. what about this abuse? What about this trauma? What about that's this? Right. How do you explain that uh, institution? And the the answers are always, in my opinion, um, I if if they're not spiritual bypassing, they are often uh, gaslighting. Mm. That didn't quite happen the way that you thought it did, or or God allowed this so that you could be used and. I, I don't I don't not even believe that. I believe that all everything that's happened to me is being like it happened for a reason in some way. But before you can get there, there's trauma to address. There's healing that's right. to be What about on a relative level before you go into this absolute truth? You exactly. Know? Yeah. And uh and and then not to mention the secrecy 
that the church really promotes in terms of one, you've got to pretend <laughs> and keep secret and shelved mm-hmm. your sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like y- it has to, because it's all connected to shame. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to just act like it's not there. And of course, anything that you like leave in the dark hidden can grow all of this, <laughs> you know, toxicity around mm-hmm. it. And so, uh, you know, that has been a lot of my undoing process is just like getting recognizing like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I had this whole belief there. Mm-hmm. Um, I can relate to so much of this, honey. Oh my God. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's the the thing uh, a, a lot about the purity culture aspect of this. I think a lot of people in Western culture, especially people in America can relate to, even if they didn't have a religious upbringing, we have cultures of shame around bodies like mm-hmm. just just this is what a body does mm-hmm. this is what a body can right. do and That's right. people uh you know we, we get these messages that we have to hide hide and um and our sexuality is is a, a sin and it's bad mm-hmm. and as as a queer person it's always been you are innately a bad person because you like men you know that is the weight of that it's taking me years to dismantle and to truly decolonize my mind the decolonizing it's really what's been you know Mm -hmm. um so i relate to so much of what you're saying enormously i'm like yep 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 thank god for you opening up this door and saying all these things you know well and can i be honest please the so yoga found me at a time where I, I have epilepsy. Mm-hmm. That's actually, I think I my body developed epilepsy as a way to navigate uh, all of the thi- the things that I've been through. That's right. But um, and I, I that's a whole I could teach on that, speak on that. I have yeah. so much to say about that. But um, in the process of you know facing my epilepsy and trying to figure out what was going on with it and trying to heal from it. Um, I stumbled into yoga and I was surprised to Mm. learn after being in the wellness space for a few years. uh, And this has been a few years ago now when I had this discovery, but I was Mm. like, Oh, these same messages and problems that I saw in the church exist in the wellness space. Oh shit! Tell me more about this, because <laughs> I can relate enormously. Well, I, I think one of the things is a, and it, it seems counterintuitive because it's like I'm I'm a yogi because I care about my body mm-hmm. or you know whatever that mm-hmm. is. That's right. But I think there is an eagerness sometimes to skip the body to get to some spiritual plane or get to some other aspect. And yeah. if I can. If I can, and and I believe in a lot of this stuff. Like I think mm-hmm. their thing healing happens at the level of the mind a lot of times, and so sometimes there's a spiritual root that you can address. But we we have bodies. We can't do things without the body. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. and a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. We, we we. It's through the body that we we're able to like we have this human body for a motherfucking reason yes we have this human body 
as a consequence of our karma, of our past actions. So having a human body is actually, I was just speaking to, uh, before we got onto the podcast, um, about the preciousness of having a human rebirth. It's because of all the good actions from all of your past lives that's led you to having a human body, giving the perfect opportunity to work with just enough suffering, with just enough pain, when, and, and having the perfect cause and conditions that you can actually become completely free yes. in a human body, period. Yes. You know, there is all these ascetic practices that are all about mutilation of the body and this and this and that, da, 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 like, cute look, girl. But in the lineage that I study, that's not the path forward. Yeah, and I agree. And, and it, just in terms of what resonates, like now I see anything that it wants to skip the body step, I know it's not for me. And it's actually so trendy. I love right that you're now. saying this. Oh my God, please go. <laughs> people, so good. <laughs> you know, people, especially in this last year, have become super obsessed with like, and I, I'm not criticizing anyone who might have said this, Please. but people are, are really into talking about 5D consciousness and like getting to this other plane. And like we never talk about 5D. 5D is a gag word for me. Okay, good. Like 5D is like if you say if I never will never bring someone on a podcast who's who's like I'm a 5D guide because I think that's all bullshit. I do too. And it's literally <laughs> but an it's it's kind it's an of, entire culture of ignorance. I think it's a, it. a little bit of a like a cancer of the wellness space too because it's then you don't you're not willing to sink into the people's real world situations. And God, so we've you. got racism. <laughs> yes. There, I mean, the isms I can start to list go on and on. But as mm-hmm. soon as you start talking about a 5D consciousness, it's like, oh, well, this isn't even where the real life is happening. Why are you stuck on this low frequency? Yeah. Like, let's talk about. Yeah. Yeah. The- yeah. I literally, <laughs> I literally, what I do in my mind, it, the, f- the very first thing that happens, it's I've, I'm actually like throwing up in their face. And then the second <laughs> thing that happens, like stop, breathe. They're in a very ignorant state of mind. Have compassion for them. Yeah. At some point, they're going to they're gonna unhook from that ignorance and actually realize that for you to actually enter into an absolute understanding of reality, you have to master the relative state that we're in. So shut the fuck up and don't come at me with your 5D bullshit. Honey. Yeah. And I, I, I wish I could just sit them down and say, do you know how exactly aligned uh, you sound with the people I grew up with who were believing in a rapture coming, mm. like Jesus coming back and taking it like it's the same kind of thing where this life doesn't matter there's some future thing i love that you're connecting these two things that's beautiful and they and they are connected and and they they require that you disrespect this experience disrespect the body and which can't you can't help once you disrespect your own body you're down the road disrespecting other bodies that's just that's just how it goes (sighs) and so it's like God, I this is so good. I'm mm. so ready to root out, and and it's al- also why sometimes I'm like I don't know if I want to be associated with the wellness movement sometimes mm-hmm. because that is the message getting put forth often, or that's what people go into it like oh, if I, there was a way that I could just you know meditate and like leave my problems behind. I, no, why don't sweetie. I just do that? No. And it, I'm always like, you're, you're going to have to go no. through your body. And I'm not saying that there not, are not powerful experiences with 
I mean, music, with dancing, with psychedelics, with all kinds of things that give you, the way I see it is they give you a little window into this is what might be on the other side of, of a, a process of transformation, but you can't, there, there's no cheat codes to skip. No. A, a level mm-hmm. that, that's, that's right. just like your little revelation mm-hmm. of like oh there's this it's mm-hmm. like when you travel and you you get to interact with a new version of yourself mm-hmm. suddenly and it's like oh i could be this way mm-hmm. it, here in this other country and that mm-hmm. it, it's like yeah you got a little hint of that but you still are going to be you in that place and still have to navigate yourself mm-hmm. and and so i'm just right now all about like what and and I'm I'm trying to strengthen my feeling experience across the board, and I mean maybe this is going a little bit of a different place, but oh my one god, of this is all so fucking genius! I I'm just like thank God for you, thank, <laughs> like life perfect genius. Keep going. Okay, perfect. Mm-hmm. But I I realize though in and now I'm about to put some like spiritual language on this, but I, I think it's, I have both. Oh yeah, gosh, yeah, yeah. Yes, I have course. both going on, but mm-hmm. I think because of the way I had to survive my life mm-hmm. and survive in my life. And then also because of the high level of spirituality I got into at a really young age, I'm really good at flying up into third. I'm um, sorry. Into my third eye, sixth, seventh chakra, being up there in a spiritual space, thinking about things, and I, it's very easy for me to entirely miss out on the feeling experience in my body. It's funny because I, I teach people about this, but I'm, I'm, I'm having an experience recently of understanding like, oh, I'm still, I still have this to learn. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, when it comes to my feelings, that is information that at this point, I'm still kind of getting secondhand. Like I'm, I'm still... Uh, like I'm I'm still realizing, Oh, I went into my brain first for the information before I went to what it felt like in my body. And, and so I'm really interested in right now is how do I get the experience firsthand in my body? Mm. And, um, you know, that's for me, that's the power of movement, the mm-hmm. power of mm-hmm. breath, the mm-hmm. power of song is because it's a way in. That's right. But I'm, I'm like trying to level up and have that just every day. And so that it's not a surprise to me later when I have feelings. Because a lot of one of my ways of dealing with life is that I have automatic like just, yeah, I'm fine. No, I'm cool with everything. No, I'm good. I'm good. Just being easygoing like that. That was my way of like surviving is like if I can just be OK with everything, then then I'll be OK with everything. And so, but, but what happens when I did that and when I do that is often I'm missing out on information that might be helpful that can give me an experience that's not just surviving it, but that Mm -hmm. might be on the level of enjoyment or Mm -hmm. like full embodiment. And Mm -hmm. so I will, I will often, you know, someone will offer me something to eat or will try to pick something to eat and I'll just be like, no, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. And then it's later mm. that I'm like, oh, no, there was a feeling of a craving for Thai food mm-hmm. <laughs> or there was a feeling of, you know, w- what is that and how what are the ways that I'm blocking that? 
And I think that's why, just to go back to Petula and the teen self, Mm -hmm. I think that's why that part of me wants more space. Because when you're a a teen in a healthy environment, in a healthy society, which none of us had that. That's right. (laughs) But like now that I am an adult and I can create these exercises for myself, Mm -hmm. when you're in that experience, you can say, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Or I want that one. Or he's mm-hmm. cute or he's not. You know, mm-hmm. you can just be mm-hmm. without. You don't have all of this other information about this is what you should want. This is what you shouldn't want. This is what a person. Don't say your- this. Don't say that. Act this way. All exactly. the layers of neglect kick in. Yeah. You don't you don't have to have that. You can just be with what it is. And I'm I think there's a great maturity, actually, in being that way and just like. Nope, I know what I like. <laughs> and so that that's been so a part of my my healing path right now is just mm-hmm. like how do I what is what does Nikki have to say about mm-hmm. it? Maybe I know there's some higher wisdom that it goes with like compromise, but do I have to jump to compromise before I know what I want? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> this. This is so epic. And would you say that all of this lived experience has been the catalyst for you writing your latest song, um, mm. which is so beautiful. And um, it's called Dangerous Energy. Will you tell yes. us about that? Yeah. So this song, man, comes from so many places. Right, because there's all the layers. There's a the religious trauma. There is the trauma of abuse. There's trauma of addiction. There's like all these multiplicity of, of experiences that, that are, we're now listening to as poetry yeah so it's it's like this transmuted experience this this embodied uh, uh, experience that we now could could experience ourselves too and like listening to your poetry to your voice to the music to the that it, it brings us to a new state of awareness yeah would you do this with your voice even when we started i'm like ah okay Thank you. You know? Uh, So tell us about Dangerous Energy. Yeah. Well, originally when I wrote this song, I titled it Hymn of Goodbye. Hymn. Hymn. Oh, hymn. H-Y-M. Exactly. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Um, Because I wanted to write a a goodbye song. That's a really good name too, though. (laughs) And I wanted it to be in the flavor of a hymn of an anthem that was like that's no, right. this is this is the statement and also you know it's <laughs> i am super influenced by gospel music by church music by all of this yeah. stuff and one of the things that i think about with this saying goodbye with this breaking ties with um anything that's not serving mm-hmm. whether it be your habits your addictions the cultural uh problems is that for me, it's been important that as I recognize these parts of me that don't serve, that I don't just saw them off. That's right. <laughs> because the truth is that those things also helped get me here to this moment. <laughs> you know, I would not be who I was if it wasn't for X, Y, and Z. And it's like, of course, maybe I could have been something greater if it wasn't for those things. But mm. But you know, yeah. I, that who, that's not for me to say. Here, here I am, and I think you're fucking epic. <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, but I, you know, if if healing is a thing that can only be done by rejecting everything, 
And, you know, sometimes in early parts of recovery, which I've, I've not had to recover from uh, alcohol addiction, but something that I know and people that I have that, that are in my world who have is that there's a moment at first when you first enter sobriety where you can't be around the people that you used to hang out with. Of course That's not. right. Because of they, the things they remind you of, because they're still sucked into that. You know, there, there's so many things there. But then often, years later, and for people it's different, It's it changes. And now you can like, yeah, I can show up at this place and mm-hmm. I, I'm I've like, I'm fine. But it wasn't always that way. And mm-hmm. I think... I've lived through that. That, okay. Mm-hmm. You know... F- May, four years sober. Ooh, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. Of drugs and alcohol. Oh, girl. And I started my journey with drugs and alcohol very young. Oh, so yeah? I understand all of that very yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And did you have a time of like... Completely. Completely. Like, it was very much looking at people, place, and things that were activating those neurotic, addictive tendencies and just taking time off. Mm-hmm. And then a big test of my material was going to teach a boom festival. It was two years in to my sober journey. And I was asked to teach a boom. And boom is like the oh, European um, burning, burning man. man. <laughs> exactly. So it was these huge classrooms of like five, six, seven hundred people. And some people would be tripping. Other people would be, you know, complete Jedi, clear, present. So it was this kind of an epic experience. And then we were misplaced. As, as I was supposed to be with the other teachers in this the healing village. Oh. But they placed me with the DJs oh. and other performers. And I'm so glad that it happened because it was I, ha- I was actively faced with everything that I had sort of. Um, there's no other way to use but avoided. Mm-hmm. And that avoidance at the beginning was not spiritual bypass. The avoidance at the beginning was a right. self-preservation. Exactly. So, But then it switched at that place. Mm-hmm. There was no longer a need to preserve. Now it was no longer a need to... Uh, uh, preserve myself as a means of avoidance. Uh, let me take that back. There was a there was a no need to to avoid because I was still hurting from a place. I was still wobbling my choice. I was still feeling like judging them because they're drinking or they're doing drugs and judging myself because I am I having enough fun? Am I missing out? They look like they're having more fun than me. Ba-da-da-da-da. It was in that moment and boom that. All of it lifted. Mm-hmm. That I felt so empowered by my choice to be sober, to be completely clear. And then I started to really understand this. This that later on I went to teach about self-preservation versus spiritual bypass. Yes, um, that's such a good s- teaching. Yeah, and it's very, it's very challenging, very sticky, and a very sensitive art to sort of master, right? Uh, and only you know when mm-hmm. you're ready. You know, if you had put me to teach a boom festival a year before that, I would have I would have probably relapsed. I would have probably become a judgment fucking machine, a critical bitch of everyone and everything, including myself. But in that specific time that it happened and me being misplaced, I would wake up seeing people, you know, waking up, taking a ketamine bump and a shot of vodka for at 7 a.m. when I'm literally coming out of my fucking meditation, being all fucking relaxed and mm-hmm. So fucking epic, feeling so amazing, and then see all these people having doing all these things, and not a cloud of judgment would pass by my mind. Right. It was just like, live, honey, live. 
and curiosity about their experience. Yeah. You know, and not the, that judgment that wants to exactly. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but back to you, please. Yeah. I mean, I think that, that, that is one aspect that I wanted to write about was just like, there's different, like you're going to have your path and I'm going to have my path Yeah, and that's okay. That's right. The other thing on my mind with this song is just, I mean, it's, this is going to sound big and huge, please. but I, I, when I sing this song, I'm thinking about both the patriarchy and uh, the culture of white supremacy that pervades in America. Mm-hmm. And so it's, which again, I don't want to be in hatred over parts of myself. Like I'm a, I'm a product, I'm an American. And I, not only that, I'm, my ancestors are, I have white ancestors mm-hmm. who it, it seems pretty obvious because all of my um, matrilineal line is all African. Something, you know, some things went wrong there. There's a, a history of trauma there, but it all is in me. It's all is a part of me. Mm-hmm. How do I, how can I say goodbye and let some things go without rejecting the parts of myself that are connected to that? Mm, beautiful. And so that's why in, in the song it's saying, uh, you can have all the dangerous energy. You can take all of that stuff. But but then in the bridge, there's a section where I'm like, but I'll acknowledge there 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 are things I'm taking from this. Mm-hmm. I'm taking the the memories. Mm-hmm. I'm taking and of of course I'm you know I the poetry of it is as if this was a relationship between me and just one other person. Mm-hmm. And I have that story too. But like, but you know it applies to this whole thing. I'm taking these aspects. I'm taking this. But you can have all of that. And call me when you get help <laughs> is the is the mm-hmm. joke of the song but mm-hmm. it's it's the truth it's like i don't i don't wish ill on any my my grandmother i love my grandmother mm-hmm. and you know i that's a whole another thing about forgiveness and the power of that but can i forgive forgiveness always comes up in this podcast over and if it doesn't i always if I was waiting, if you weren't <laughs> going to speak about that word, I always urge. I oh. always ask about that word because it's something that's so misinterpreted in the wellness spiritual space. And people are constantly wanting to either bypass that stage or never have to actually test their material and, and really understand what that means. Yeah. Right? I'm so compassionate, but can you actually forgive can you actually recognize the pain in other people not only your pain as the ultimate pain as the big pain can you actually see the pain that's happening each and every single one of us at the same motherfucking time yeah you know that's genuine compassion right and then can you still forgive can you open your heart wide enough to recognize that we cause pain when we're in pain yeah can you actually give yourself the gift of forgiveness you know, and let them go as a byproduct of the gift that you gave to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have a lot of, it's a very misinterpreted. I see when I do a post about forgiveness with all the comments, you know, the vast majority of them is, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Yes, yes, yes. And then there's a couple of them that says, fuck you. I'm not forgiving anybody. I'm not forgiving. I was like, okay, honey. So live with that pain for as long as you want. You're missing the point. Right. So please speak about forgiveness. And I would love for you to give us a little bit of the, of dangerous energy. Okay. Uh, please. Yes. I will, I will do both. <laughs> okay, good. I will say, I mean, there's so much has been said about forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that I could say and repeat, but I think I'll say this maybe is a little controversial. Yeah, of course. Um, I, this is so weird that I'm going to say this, but I think there was an aspect of the work, particularly, particularly in my relationship with my grandmother and for, for my siblings and her other children that there is some part of it that needed death Mm -hmm. to to have its work of completion not only did we need the moment of before of like oh my gosh this person's life is ending where do i where do i stand with them Mm -hmm. because other other than before that i was just aware of like Mm, yeah it's such an important moment Mm -hmm. yes yeah i was aware i've got these i've got this pain right that has been caused by this person that I've maybe made into other things. I had to do work of forgiving myself for in that process. But there was one part of it for most of her life where there wasn't a moment of her saying, Oh yeah, I'm sorry. Or this, yeah, I did wrong. (laughs) That, that never happened. Mm -hmm. And sometimes the truth is forgiveness can be hard Mm -hmm. when when that is absent, when mm-hmm. that process hasn't occurred. Mm-hmm. And I really believe like forgiveness is in my best interest. That's right. <laughs> and so like yeah. I, I, I need to do that work and it's for my own peace. But in her passing, I discovered, oh, there, this is a new level of peace because in her last moments, in our last conversation, there were things said and things not said, but felt and communicated there that were like, we're putting this, we're putting this to rest. Mm, And, and then there's something about her transitioning that signified for us. Let me keep my stuff together, but that, that is a signal of like, okay, that, that 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 chapter is done right Mm -hmm. and now in wherever she is (laughs) as in the land of the ancestors is the way i like to think of it now Mm -hmm. now i have a now i have a a companion in the land of the ancestors now Mm -hmm. that work can continue in a deeper way in in her like i don't know (laughs) i don't Mm -hmm. really know but it it Mm -hmm. felt Mm -hmm. it feels significant that it had to come to that moment and so just if, if there are people who are like yeah, I've, I work on forgiving the people in my everyday life, but there's just that one situation where it's hard or that one person who mm-hmm. really did damage. Mm-hmm. It's I would just say that the work of forgiveness that you do is for you, for your own peace. And there might be more still beyond that, that I- that is not your responsibility. Like that is that y- you take care of your responsibility of it, but then maybe life has some other way where that work can get deepened in you or where there is some atonement somehow, or mm-hmm. I don't even know if that's making sense, but it's I'm making complete sense. Okay. Yeah. I'm following every single step of the way in, and thank you for saying all that. Yeah. And, um, I, I, and I think it's important to, to be in the act of, speaking these things Mm -hmm. or writing about them or Mm -hmm. moving about them Mm -hmm. um so that they don't get 
just like stuck in the body. Mm-hmm. And so maybe you can't get all the way to the point of I forgive you and all is well, but you can start to move those things up and out mm-hmm. so that they are in a plane where they can be handled and dealt with, with love and compassion. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. And, and, and I think just back to the song, I think, that's really what my aim is as a songwriter and, and knowing that people hear that and people have, re- you know, reflected back to me like this has helped me navigate this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, that that's right, because this is helping move the story up and out. So now you can kind of see it and have the conversations you need to have either with mm-hmm. yourself or with the other people in mm-hmm. your life to say, like, hey, there's mm-hmm. this thing. I love this. Yeah. Mm hmm. So can we get a little a, yes. l- a little glimpse of it? I'm like, I can't wait for it. <laughs> All right. I'll sing like a verse and a bridge. Please. <laughs> um. Love. <clears throat> Shelving my reason So that demons it could cool my veins I followed you for mystery, make believing you could ease my pain. Hello, knew me on the other side. It's time to recover. It's time to say goodbye. But you can have all your dangerous energy. You can have all your dangerous energy. I'm getting back, back to the best of me. You can have all your dangerous energy. You can call me back when you get help. Take the memories, the ones I like. I'll take the scars, the ones that remind. I'll take the fragments, no peace left behind. I'll take my healing. I'll take the romance, the little you'd permit, and I'll take the chance that no other love exists. I'll take back words I used to defend. I'll take my freedom. energy yeah you can have all 
your dangerous energy and I'm getting back back to the the best of me and you can have all your dangerous energy you can call me back when you get help. <sighs> Holy fuck! Oh my god, I'm sorry, I'm screaming into your ears no, right now, okay. but this sorry, is so Sorry, I was singing so good. loud in your this ears. This was so good. <laughs> I'm like, yes. <sighs> oh my god, I know this is gonna be such a gift to the audience. Thank Aww. you so much. And it was a and like an entire teaching in the song. We went. Yeah, so oh. profound. Literally, oh. like. Ah, I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah, holy fuck. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much. And you know, I have a couple more questions. I mean, I had so many things. I was like, but you, you're. We just created the the together this opportunity for you to speak about you know all these magnificent things that I know are going to move people in such powerful ways. So. One last question before yeah. we go to the very last one. What makes you feel magnetic mm. every single day? Mm. What makes me feel magnetic every single day? Mm. If I could make my whole life mm. occur between the hours of like 4 a.m. and 6 30 a.m uh that would be amazing because <laughs> is that things, what you feel uh yes the uh. things that i get up to and do at that time like i i have a movement practice i roll around like i just there's I've, a lot that happens yeah there's a lot that happens and i you know when that is not happening i've i do notice there's a difference in my um in my attractiveness in every way <laughs> like mm. and i not that not that life is about attracting things to us but i in the in the sense of the word of magnetic that's right when i want to be in that space i need to wake up and like connect it like i need to dance around my mm-hmm. place i need to like frantically journal whatever that looks like Mm -hmm. i need to uh, just like move my voice and and it's my chance to before anyone else joins the day before the world wakes up to just like be with my raw energy as it is Mm -hmm. and um and it, it happens in that space in a different way than i can say that it happens anywhere else like even if i go dancing or even if I have the, um, an amazing time on stage that is its own thing but it's not like what it's like to just work with my own raw like mm-hmm. whatever sometimes I feel horny in the morning mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like w- mm-hmm. what what is there and how can I mm-hmm. work with it that is that is a way into my own magnetism love this oh, beautiful and I'm so <laughs> glad you spoke about that sacred hour I don't think I've had a guest um speak about that sacred hour that you've spoken about before and thank you for bringing that up yeah so good last question i'm inviting the community to help me define what it means to be spiritually sassy 
So what does it mean to be spiritually sassy? Because every guest comes on because I think of them as spiritually sassy. My team thinks of you as spiritually sassy. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then we always like to pose a question to you, and we always hear very interesting um, answers. What does it mean to be spiritually sassy? Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Yes, honey. I think that there is a defiance Mm. of Mm. I I think being spiritually sassy means possessing a defiance that says I understand that there's a lot of things that are trying to keep me from being my authentic self to keep me from having authentic connection with others and I'm defiantly showing up to uh, cast down and mm-hmm. break down those barriers mm. and to, uh, yeah, I think, I've, I don't know why I feel defiance is a part of it. It's just like, yeah, I'm not going to submit myself to that. Like I love this. That <laughs> no, is so true. I'm, I'm, I'm saying no to that box. I'm saying no to that mm-hmm. uh, restriction. Um and I am, oh, yeah. I, I actually, another quote from another author just came to my mind about mm. this. But, yeah, there, there's a, you know, I can have authentic connection with source. Cause there, that, I mean, there, there's, we're talking about spirituality here. I can have authentic connection with source that doesn't look like the boxes that people say that it needs to be delivered in. Ooh, that's great, honey. <laughs> oh my God. That is so beautiful. Thank you for that. That's such yeah. a beautiful way. And you know, the changing what spirituality should look like, should sound like, but it's a big part of what we're doing with the spiritually sassy movement. That's why the whole game about the podcast is redefining what it means to be spiritual in the modern world. And I, I look to you for being a trailblazer for being mm. a visionary, for, for being a catalyst, for paving the path, you know? Wow. So thank you for that. Thank yeah. you for helping us today. Thank you for educating us today. Where can we find you? Uh, you can find me at my website, yes. which is nikkimorissette.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find me on Instagram really readily, which is at vanika.music. Can I mm-hmm. say one really quick thing yeah, please. about my name? Yes. Uh, vanika is my like actual given first name. Oh wow, okay. That I rejected because I thought it was too big and too ethnic and Nikki was smaller and cuter way of being in the world and mm. I have been actively reclaiming Vanika because it's the name I was given and it's a name that takes up space and so I'm I'm I think I'm going to start just going more by my my name, Vanika. Benika. Yeah. It's powerful. It and it it's a actually it from a, the Sanskrit naming tradition and it means holy river or uninterrupted thread. And so when I found that Oh my that god. Out, yeah, I was like, "Oh, even though I took on this smaller identity, right. this smaller version all of us did, there's still this thread that continues and it's just about like I, I think spirituality is about reclaiming who we already are." That's right. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's so beautiful. Thank you for ending on such a beautiful note. <laughs> we'll put all the details on the show notes. Thank you so much, my love. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, my goodness. Love you. And I can't love wait you. for the audience to get into this because it's going to be fucking epic. Okay. Mwah. <laughs>
Bye. Bye.